This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We're holding here on page 276 in Parsh Vayichi, and the first one is a Rambam about Baruch Shein Kornochot it's interesting, it's one of those things in Tefillah that it's become so much part of it that we don't think twice where it comes from. Um, it's kind of strange because the Torah has a parish of Shema, it's a real parish of Torah, and we stick it in Barsha kind of uh, uninvited. So the Ramam explains, Akore Kriya Shema, Kishu Gome Pasekrishen Ome Balachash Barsha When you um, when you say Krishna, after the first Pasik, you interrupt and you say Baruch Shem Kod Mechuzel Olvet. V'chose v'kore kedarko v'afes Hashem alakech ha'tseifa. And then you continue laying v'hafta till the end. So the Rabbim says, v'loma koirin kein. Why indeed do you um, read it in a strange way? It's a passionate Torah and it's a mitzvah specific to read it in a certain way. So he says, Mesorus Hibiyadeinu Shebeshor Shekivet Yaakovin Atzbon of Mitzrayim B'Shas Misoso We have a Mesorus, a tradition in Torah Shabbat Peh that when Yaakov gathers children Mitzrayim on his deathbed Tzivom V'Zirzom Al-Yichur Hashem He was Mitzavah them and he instructed them and he sort of urged them to um, to be Mitzchazik in Yichur Hashem and on the Derech Hashem of Rome Yitzchok, he asked them, Maybe somebody, one, one amongst you, is not um, with me on this. So they all answered, Shema Mimenavin Yisrael. They were addressing Yaakov Avinu Shema Yisrael, meaning Yisrael meaning Yaakov Avinu. Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad. Pasach Hazok in Vama Baruch Shem Kodchus Olamved. So Yaakov Avinu um, answered, said Baruch Shem Kodchus Olamved. L'fikach Nogoko Yisrael Leima Shevach Shashav Vayisrael Azokin Achapasikzeh. That's why all of Yisrael is knowing to say this. It's a very strange Rambam. Um, the Rambam rarely digresses into the Shakla Vitaria of the Gemara and the Sugya and so on. It's a Chazal, it's a Gemara Psachim, um, but it's something, it's, a, it's Madrashim, it's something that doesn't quite fit. Where's the Rambam coming from? Um, and, and what is he telling us with this? Um, if he wanted to do Taimam and Hagim, and 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 Phyllis, so you could he could really write a very large chibur on it. I think the Rambam, what the Rambam is saying over here is, Bemis it's schwer to understand. It's nice that we try to remember what Yaakov did, but to make it part of the tefillah, and secondly, to make to interrupt the middle of a parsha. We know that we don't say piyutim at the minute of the um, yeshiva world is not to say any piyutim on Tolshman Esra, because you're breaking into an Indian. It's it's a subject that's like Dola, and you can't, you can't budge it with your own piyut. Shman Esra is a mokram tefillah, and you can add piyutim. 
But but other places we see as a hefsik. This is an incredible hefsik between Shmadras and Parsha. What the Rambam I think found in the Gemara was is that just like today on brachas we answer Amen, it used to be on brachas Marshal you answered Baruch Shem Kod Machus Ved. Baruch Shem Kod Machus Ved is a response to Shema Yisrael. So even though we don't say Shema, we're not saying Shema Yisrael in a reciter response mode, but it is an appropriate response. So just like answering Amen uh, on on Shalayim um, is is appropriate. It, 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 over here also, the Baruch Sheikh Malchus is an appropriate response to the Shema Yisrael we said. So we're not interjecting with some side point, but this is appropriate. And that's what the Rambam found there, and is explaining it is a response to Shema Yisrael, and, and, and this is what it means. Yes. Rabbi, why doesn't the Rambam also bring the reason why we say it in Chashai that, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say so, it? So I think that's what I said. That's already, that's already minhag. That's already, that is already secondary. Uh, um, a, it, does, it doesn't need to be explained. I mean, it's when you say Chashai or, 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 or the Kral Ram, um, that's, you know, there's no Kasha there, really. It's not like how to interrupt in the middle. Um, so that that would be a good reason why Ram does not need to say it, and also it's not the signi- it's not significant in what we're doing about um, I think, though, that the um, I, w- I want to explain also the, uh, how Baruch Shem Kodesh is a response to Shema Yisrael um, in in the Svarim, the Zohar, and others, and later they they talk about Yehudi Lo Yehud Fatah. I, I want to briefly just just explain the point over here. Shema Yisrael is an affirmation that in essence nothing exists but Akash Baruch It's a truth that is absolute, but certainly not the visible truth, certainly not what we see around us. We surround us a, a diverse world with many, many mechanisms. And Akash Baruch is not the only a, a, a show in town. Um, that's that's our Matthias. It's a Matthias of many many worlds. The Baruch Shem Kodesh is a tefillah that the Echad of Hakadosh Baruch will be mispashed to the world, and the world in its entirety um, add up to to Hashem Echad, uh, visibly so. So that's really the the point of this of, of this response to Shmaya We wish it to happen. Okay, the next point is a Ramban, quite a famous Ramban, on Loyosa Shevet Mihudu Mechokme Raglov. The um, Pasik tells us that you're not allowed Shevet Yehuda is allowed to be um, is is the only the only Shevet for whom Manaki has been designated. Now, the, 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 the Malachid before David, like Shaul, is that's not a kasha. But, the, because the Pasuk is, is, seems to mean afterwards. But, we'll see in a second, Ramban, about others. Well, the free deity says, Hayu hamlochim hamolchon Yisrael mishar shvatim achad David, oivram dasavim avir nachla. Those who later on 
took over the Melucha were being over on that which David said. And they relied on the Nevu of Achiyashiloni, who said, when, when he anointed Yerobah Nevat, he said, I am going to create an alternative <coughs> kingdom to serve as, as, as a dis- disciplinary measure against David. But he himself said, but not forever. It's a temporary measure. And when, when, when Malchus Yisrael kept having one king after another king, with no indication of going back to Malchus David, they were over on that Tzavah, and like, I would like to make just a note. It's interesting that becomes a mitzvah or an iser. We know, A, that things that were written before Matan Torah, unless they got repeated again, in other words, there has to be a mitzvah in, in, in Matan Torah, it has to be We don't have that over here. So it is strange in, in the fact that it became a, a real iser. I don't know if he means it's a real iser, or he means that it's a, um, he, he means to say that they should have known it's wrong. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's like a tava. What? It's like a tava. It's a tava. So, 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 so here we, what I'm trying to say is here we find something which gives no indication of being in the world of myths or whatever it is, and yet it's something which is, um, is binding on them. Like you said, it's, it's a tava. Okay. So he says, um, so the Ramban is touching on a very sensitive Nikuda here. Um, we just finished Hanukkah, um, and the Hashmonaim were big heroes, and they, you know, it's all about Hashmonaim. But if you follow history, the Hashmonaim were afterwards were terrible. They um, they were the ones who, be, who, who themselves, the children, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, they were, um, they were the ones who brought Rome in. They themselves were Hellenized. They themselves brought Rome in and uh, created the Churm eventually. And, and, and that's something stunning that, that the people who brought it, the Nes Hanukkah also brought the Churm in And uh, not them, but the children and so on. So he says, that was the punishment. Ki they were great tzaddikim. And if not for them, Torah mitzvahs would have disappeared in Israel. And still, they were punished very severely. The four children of the Chashmonaya Zokim all were killed. That anyone who says I'm from Hashmonoi is really a slave because it was all hordes who took it over. And even though some of the Hashmonoi children, Shimon's children, were Stukim, but the children were not over. 
the reason the that caused them also to be exterminated is because they be, they ruled they were not of and they took away monarchy completely from Yehuda and that's the element of so so um, it was sort of the Oynish was that the just like they were not supposed to usurp the Malchus of Yehuda and they usurped the Malchus that, that was not theirs so to their own Avadim destroyed them the Efshagam came he says a second aspect is he says there might be um, a flip side of it also that by becoming they were Kohanim and as Kohanim did their own duties to execute and by doing Malchus that would get in the way of it and they were guilty of neglecting that what they're supposed to do he saw both reasons in Yushalmi it says a Moshim Kohanim you can't make Kohanim into kings. Amar um, Yehuda Antoria Hashem Lasa Shevet Miyehuda. Amar Ruchia Baba the Manyarich Yom Amamach to who born of the Kerb Yisrael Maxi Basay Lo Yelak Hanim Alaviim. He ne Shana Bekan. So so the the Yerushalmi here has two different reasons. So he says there are two reasons. He ne Shana Bekan She Moishchem Lachem Hakhanim Ne Aaron O Pirish Tchila Shuluch Vay Yehuda. So even though Kaiso could make a king if they needed for a specific moment, there was no king from Yehuda, needed somebody else. But ain you don't anoint them. They don't have that extra regal um, dimension of 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 Malchus Yehuda. They're executors. They're the managers. And the Chiddush is even Kohanim who are anointed. And Reb Chiyababa says that the reason is because they, because Kohanim are supposed to neglect their duties. There's a very interesting um, little story from the Chabad Chaim, quite famous. Um, there was a wealthy man in Raden or wherever he was at the time and this person gave a lot of stock, he was a business success a business, gave stock and so on and one day the Chavetz Chaim noticed him at the very early minion um, he, like he was davening the Sikin or he was saying Tehillim with the Chavetz Chaim before Allah and whatever and the Chavetz Chaim came over to him and he said when a soldier is AWOL it's not only if he runs away from the army to the beach. But if, if a guy from the Navy starts flying an airplane, he's the same, he is he, AWOL as much as the person that's left completely. The fact that you're, that you're still fighting for your army, if you're not in your unit, it's just as bad. Uh, in other words, he told them, your place in the society is to support all the good things. If you decided to become a Tillam Yid instead, and you're, and you're basically saying, tell him, 
um, that you, you are neglecting what you're supposed to do. In other words, um, within the realm of Aveda, there is what one is supposed to do, and so on. Um, I know Maisa, somebody who, as a young, as a Bacher, didn't overlearn terribly well, and went into the Oilam of Mischer, did extremely well, did very, very well. Also, in, in, as time went on, he became older, more serious, and he began to get, uh, get into learning. And at the age of 40, he basically had enough money to retire on very comfortably. And he was thinking of going to Kreml and sitting and learning. And he asked a few Gedolim. They all told him against. They all told him he has to continue doing what he's doing. But one of them put it in the following way. He said, there is Shevet Zvulun and Shevet Yisachar. If you make as good a Yisachar as you are a Zvulun, then no one has the right to tell you that you have to keep being a Zvulun. But if you're a fantastic Zvulun and an okay Yisachar, then you have no right to change Shvatim. Uh, um, there's a certain sense of what's my role, what am I needed for, and uh, that's a person needs to know what, what, is the, what is the job he should be doing and not take someone else's job for two reasons. A, it's the other person's job. Two, you're neglecting your job. Okay, the next piece is a Tshuva Sarashba, a very interesting Tshuva Sarashba. Um, it's interesting how the Tshuva Sarashba wrote a lot of Tshuvas. I mean, I, uh, we're not even sure we have all of them, but what we have is thousands of them. And he also wrote different things in Ashkafa. And he also, this one is going to be about um, a debate that he had with, uh, with uh, Gentiles. There was a, quite a common sport, um, especially in Spain where he lived. They were always busy calling debates and stuff like that. Um, I, we might think that today that we're much more tolerant. We've gone up in Madrid. It could also be that we couldn't care all that much. And so I'm not sure that we've, we're in a higher Madrid than the Spanish um, Galachim or could we were in lower Madrid. Okay. Um, he says, in order to teach people how to um, respond, I felt I ought to write this. Because um, somebody told me that uh, one of the Yishmaelim spoke to him. Now, I don't know if he means Yishmaelim Muslims, or he didn't want to write Christians because it was sensitive, and I'm just not sure because it wasn't. I, I don't think the Ishmaelim were the ones that were. I didn't think it was the Muslims <coughs> that did, but I don't know. And also, the Muslims did not. Moshiach wasn't a, a Muslim topic, so I'm not quite sure. But be it as it may, if, if, and you wanted, a, and I told you, uh, a ch and I told you what to respond. I felt it was appropriate to write down and save our argument. And um, basically, he said, I will try to outline you briefly what I said. He said, the person arguing, he said, Moshiach already came, Veraya. Yaakov 
when he um, blessed his children, he said, Le Yosef Shevim Tehuduk Hak Berakov, At Yavashila Shilza Mashiach. And he says, Vatem Moidim, Yom Moidim, Vikashategam Amitaragim. That's exactly the way it was translated. Vaoma Lo Yosef Al Boi, Vinesa Shevit Mikem, Im Ken Korba. It says in the Pasik, until Mashiach doesn't come, Yehuda is the ongoing kings. Well, if Yehuda is not the ongoing kings, Azim Mashiach has come, which was proof to their, to their point of view that their Messiah had come with the phasing out of Malchus Yehuda. Amati Sodorashbe answered, Ein milas ad mer lahasim ikam ve'elech. Ad doesn't mean until a certain time. It's as if he's saying, if I say, I will not cease to work for you until I'm supporting you, until I found a job for you, it could also mean that if you lose a job, I'll certainly do for that. I won't leave you without doing what you asked for. It doesn't mean he's going to stop doing it once it's done. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'll help you just one time, that wouldn't be a bracha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I will keep helping you. It also says, The Pasuk, when it promises that we'll vanquish our enemies, the Israel Tanu, it says, No one will stand before you until you manage to destroy them. Again, it doesn't mean to imply that once it's done, people will then rise against you. See, it's the other way around. It means it, it will, uh, no one will rise against you until they're all destroyed. Um, that's, the, that's a climax, not, not an interim. Um, and David said, when he told Shlomo, So the word ad, you miss, you're twisting it out of its meaning. Ad doesn't mean that only until then. It means sort of forever in that sense. And it, it means I will not, uh, you know, Yehuda will become Melech and will forever stay Melech. Chaza Oydah Tzadach Avama, so you see, argue the other way around. Okay, he says, but his prophecy has been disproven. He said Yehuda will not lose monarchy, and he's lost it. Omati imiftachas Yaakov no shall say Yehuda as well Mashiach. While he saw Golos Golos bubble, Shem Hagam Mashiach Atome. If that's true, he says it stopped way before your Mashiach came because it happened uh, uh, in in um, Golos bubble. There was no, if after that there were no more kings from Yehuda. So, so how could that be? Even according to you. So I told him, so he said, no, um, the Sanhedrin was there and they were dealing in the Fashas. So he said, first of all, in the Rajboy, there's two reasons that doesn't make sense. First of all, in Bavl, they didn't, they, there were no Dinah Fashas and not the Yishlaim either, Abraham of Yachorim. So it's clearly not that. Secondly, he says, Ve'oid, I'm skipping a bunch of lines, Kizem Yaakov Yehuda. It's a promise to Yehuda. Ve'nat Sanhedrin in Yehuda. Sanhedrin don't do with Yehuda. And then he says, Third of all, Ve'oid, Shlishis, 
When they went into Golos, they didn't have any Ksan, they had nothing. Amas, he said, okay, you're right, so you tell me, okay, he said, you've asked me a good question, tell me what you think the answer is. Amas, his husband said, Amit, his face, because of Kachu, lo yoseh shevet mi Yehuda la'at, it will not, the word la'ad means that the, the, the loss of monarchy by Yehuda will not be forever. In other words, he will lose it, but, nev- but not eternally. Um, the, 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 there will be Melech HaMashiach will come back so what he's saying is there may be interim periods that there won't be Malchus in in Yehuda but not forever understanding he says everyone had every single Shevet had a Melech HaShevet because it's not theirs Kishesaras HaLaylam so once they lost it, they lost it. Abel says Yehuda Yerusha Hiloi, but but Yehuda's for Yehuda monarchy is his Yerusha. Um, and and he says Akadosh Baruch Hu's promise to Israel wasn't that they won't go into Golis and they'll always. He, what he what he did what what he promised was that that marvels would be forever. Meaning. If he loses for any time, it's going to come back to him. Um, because at the end of the days, there will be a Shiloh who's Mashiach Mizaro, and, and, and he will gather the nations, and he'll come back to his rightful owners, which is Yehuda. And therefore, the, the Rashi concludes, The word Ad means not it will never be lost from Yehuda, but it will never be lost forever. It will the, 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 the word la'ad is the is the type of loss that will not happen. So Yehuda will never lose it forever, and this is sort of going in line with what he said over here that the malchus to Yehuda is inherent to Yehuda, and and that's why it's his forever. Um, the the um, the whole musig of Yerusha, we, um, we've seen before. I think it's the chinuch we've seen that. Uh, Yerusha is always because it's part and parcel of the um, of, of the uh, when somebody gets something when somebody is zeichet to something that should be his be'etzim. In other words, Akarish, in 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 our perspective, things that are temporary are almost as if they don't exist. Akarish Baruch Hu deals with things that are eternal because eternal means. That's something that is inherently so. So if I say that 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 someone um, that this karka belongs, if we take a look at the system that the Torah put into place for Yerusha and karka and achus achuza and stay mikna, the Torah very much made it clear that the place that we have in Yisrael is ours forever not only on a, on, a, on a national level, but on a personal level. And that's why anything that we have, the land that we have as our Yerusha stays forever ours. We can sell it 
But that selling is a rental, really, and it goes back in Yovel, because Eretz Yisrael and the Yerushan and Nachat Yisrael are part of the core, um, it, it, it's part of the core given of each and every person. So each and every person has a Yerushan, so it means it's his, and the disruptions are always temporary. So, uh, so, so things that are ours and keep coming back to us as a default setting implies that those things are really, really part and parcel of, of ourselves. And that's why it's so important. So, so it, the Torah set up a system where the, 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 the land that is ours, the Nachla, can never be lost permanently. We can always rent it out after 50 years, but we can't lose it permanently. And over here, the Malchus, the Haftacha was, Malchus belongs to Yehuda. How does that express itself? Not that they can't lose it, because then they would be sort of taking away the ability to rectify various and stuff like that. But they can't lose it forever. This is their Nachla, and if it belongs to Yehuda, that's it. It can be, it can be different times, and, and, and different years, it could be taken away for the sake of fixing Yehuda. And, and getting through truth and so on, but it can't be taken away eternally because it's part and parcel of Judaism. Yes? So according to this Rashba then, the Chashmonaim, them being Malachim, wouldn't necessarily, that wouldn't necessarily be the problem, it would be more the problem of them not fulfilling the Tafkidim with Kohanim because the, the, the very, very can go away. Very, very possible, yeah, that's interesting. Or they didn't, they didn't give any indication, if they would have moved on their own, that would be the way in which the Malchus would come back. Um, the fact that they that they gave no indication of that, they had to be moved out, that to be uh, eased out, kind of. Okay, we'll hold it here.